Hello, I'm Karen Hardwick, and in addition to being a clinically and spiritually trained therapist, I am a leadership consultant. As a result of my work and my own messy and beautiful journey, I know that connection is the antidote. On this podcast, I talk with people, leaders from all walks of life, who embody connection to self, to amazing grace and as a result to others. My guests are those who bravely choose true connection even as they walk through some hard times. They hold their stories and the stories of others lightly and lovingly with authenticity and grace, empathy and gratitude. They are the ones awakening, broken wide open into wholeness. We are all recovering from something and the sharing of our stories is all about connection not perfection. I have a chair here just for you. We are saving you a seat. In this episode, we are chatting with Cynthia Good to discuss the importance of letting go and the role acceptance plays as we become present to the moments between here and there. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Cynthia Good. So Cynthia is an entrepreneur, a woman's activist, a public speaker, a published author, and poet, and the creator of The Little Pink Book, which is a digital and events resource for women leaders aspiring to live a rich and full life. So Cynthia often speaks to companies like Coca-Cola, General Mills, and IBM encouraging leaders to have the courage to do what they love. So I am so thrilled to have her here. Cynthia is no stranger to the power of connection, resilience, and embracing the whole truth of our story. So hey, Cynthia, welcome to the table. Hi, Karen. It's great to be here and amazing to see you. I get to see you. I guess everybody else is listening, but it's great to see you. Oh, too. it's great to see you too. I'm so happy that you're in one of your happy places, beautiful Cabo. Yes, I am. I'm at my house. Yeah. So you know me, I am um, not a small talker. So I'm going to dive right into the meat of our time together around this table. You, Cynthia like most of us human beings, you know about loss. You know about what it takes to let your true self out and to dig deep, really dig deep into the whole Monty of your story. What have you learned along the way that enables you to help leaders be more courageous? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. I mean, for sure, I learned that I don't have all the answers and haven't really met anybody who does. Um, I've learned a lot about giving up control, right? Because I'm a type A person. I like to go in and fix things, right? Control things. So I've learned to sort of let go of the outcome and keep the focus on myself. That sort of thing has really helped me these days. And, you know, and I think that over the years, I undervalue that peace of mind, Um, You know, that sometimes I think we give up in an effort to accomplish goals, you know, so realignment. 
I am nodding here and resonating with everything that you say. I happen to um, meet with a bunch of people on a weekly basis in many a church basement room talking about letting go of our control. You know, I always call myself a recovering higher power, and I really, really stunk as a higher power, but I really thought I could rescue people. Um, One of the things that I see leaders doing all the time even leaders who have reached the apex of success, you know, title and money and prestige, still right. hustling for approval. All of us hustling for approval. And I think it's so important to hit the pause button on that whole concept. Like, how do we stop hustling for approval and start to go deep within ourselves and discover that worthiness? I mean, you know, I'm sure you see this with leaders all the time. Well, right. And I think there's this perception, you know, that we have to fight um, in order to accomplish things. And for me, it seems that results even come easier when I loosen up a little bit. You know, it's like clasping the sand in your hands, right? You hold it really tight and it falls between your fingers and you hold it more gently and you're able to hold it. Um, So that it works for me. And I think it it improves relationships as well. And, you know, then you enjoy it along the way, which obviously at this point, at some point in your life, I think we realized, or I certainly did, that it's between here and there, that that's when life happens. And if you can enjoy that part, then you've really got something rather than just the results of some accomplishment. Oh, I love that. Talk to me a little bit more about what you said, um, as only a poet could, between here and there, and I'm paraphrasing now, is where the magic happens. How do we live in that place between here and there? How do we do that as leaders at home and at work? I mean, you know, it's even like if you watch a dance performance, right? You know, Karen knows I love to dance. It's really those moments between the Chenet and the pirouette that the personality and the sense of the experience comes across. And really, we're always, we spend most of our lives in between, right? Driving from one place to another during COVID, maybe not so much. But when we're trying to accomplish goals, I'm working on the next pink event, right? It's in October. So between now and then, that's a big stretch of time. So if I don't check in with myself and those moments that we all have when maybe self-doubt creeps in or anxiety creeps in. In the past, I would have just hit it harder and just kept going. And now and now I kind of take a breath. And if it's really bad, which happens, I shut it down, take a walk to the beach, you know, breathe. I just came back from teaching some of the women in this community yoga. And it's very selfish. They love it. But I get to practice with them, you know, so taking a moment to reconnect with all the amazingness that's around us all the time. It's so easy to lose sight of because it's so easy to get caught up in that whirling. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're a culture that it's about run faster, do more, swipe left quicker, right? It's all, it's, it's more, more, more. And one of the things I'm learning is less is more. And what do you think leaders could do like at their desk or in a meeting to help themselves be mindful? Yeah, I think it is easy. I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of stopping and taking a big breath you know, filling your belly with with breath, right? That's what this whole thing about this whole civil rights 
um, you know, conflict that we've been witnessing and COVID, I think it reminds us to breathe and just the power and the essentialness of breath. And it's so simple. We just stop and breathe and maybe stretch a little bit along the way. And you're there after that. You are there. And the whole importance of being there in a culture that encourages us to not be here, to always have our eye on the horizon, like what's next? So I find that when I talk to leaders, the whole idea about digging deep into themselves and moving into self-discovery really allows them to start tapping into their true self. And, you know, I have to say, um, I know you know the struggle of, I want to be seen and heard, but I'm scared to be seen and heard. Like, what are people going to say when they hear me speaking in public, when they read my work, when they sit with my poetry? So I was looking at your poem today, New Year's Day. I was looking at it again, really. And a few times I just really talked about having to stop. I had to stop because it's just for me this huge wow to just be with the power of what you're talking about. So for me, it's about, and I think this is really important for leaders, whether we're leaders at home or at work, how do we tap into our brokenness and see the beauty in our brokenness? Can you talk a little bit about that? I think of that poem as, and it was really about a New Year's Day being any day can be a new day, right? And for me, it was really about, I think, you know, we try to make everything around us work so well that at some point, I think we risk self-abandonment. And I believe self-care is never an act of betrayal. But it's easy to fall into this trap because we want our businesses to run. We want our employees to be happy, our kids, our community. And it gets to it gets it seems easy to focus on those needs externally and then we want run the risk of um obviously not being able to control the outside and other people but also uh being frustrated that maybe we made some choices that don't make us happy so one of the things i talk about in the poem is you know he holds the taxi door open and it's pouring rain in new york city and you're running and you get in the car and you slide across this wet soaking wet seat and you say thank you you know and it's this pretense that that's really good and you are thankful when maybe you're not so i think it's just i think the opportunity to be really honest with ourselves and then with the people who are in our lives and i think that protects us from the brokenness because it's like we're trying so hard to hold all these pieces together and maybe we need to just let them fall. There's no real success or connection in trying to keep it all together, right? But that's what we're taught to do so often. Um, And there is this tremendous freedom in letting it go and being honest, but how to do that in corporate America. And a lot of the leaders that I talk to are moving in that direction. We're learning that, look, we're not leaders having a leadership crisis. I say this all the time. We are leaders having a human being crisis. How do we become radically ourselves in a way that also teaches people 
that you can do that and still be respectful of others. You can create boundaries and still be loving. You can be empathetic and still have boundaries and hold people accountable. So how do we become more human as leaders is a huge question for me and others I know. One way to look at it would be as easy as, you know, sharing your honest truths, which which isn't so easy because it requires clarity, right, and self-awareness, which you've been talking about. And then just to say it and to put it out there, even though it is scary and maybe others won't like it. And then, you know, you let you let it fall where it falls. And if the results aren't what you like, well, there are other things that you can do. I mean, if you're trying to accomplish something and the people around you aren't cooperating or whatever it is, at the end of the day, you have your choices that you can make. And in the long run, I mean, I think of, you know, running the business and maybe if the fit wasn't right for someone on the team, you know, holding on to it and trying to make it work and trying to get that square peg into the round hole. And rather than just saying, okay, this is what it is. Let's let it go and move on and try it differently rather than trying to force that rock up the hill, you know, because we keep forcing and how many times have we gotten it up there? And so we feel really good and powerful about it. But at some point, you just got to let it go. And if you don't, at some point, it's going to come down anyway. I think as you learn, as you live long enough, you see that that's going to happen anyway. Getting what we think we want is not always what it's cracked up to be. And I am a classic, I could literally push butter through a wall, literally. I mean, that's the strength of my will. Like, I'm going to just make this happen. And then I make it happen and I'm like, ooh, that's not so good. So I think that's really an important part. How do leaders speak truth to power? How do leaders speak truth about themselves? And that's the real, real power. So I like the whole concept of being the CEO of our own lives. Like how do we hire and fire and promote accordingly if we are the CEO of our own life? How do we do that with humility and grace? How do we do that with courage and serenity? And wisdom. And I know that more and more people are thinking about being emotionally whole and even spiritually present in the workplace these days. Yeah. And I honestly, you know, it's interesting over the years, Karen, you know, I've worked with so many of these, you know, primarily women business leaders at the highest level, you know, CEOs of Fortune 100 companies. And it always strikes me that the real amazing leaders, these women who I know who really got the stuff, right? They are real. I mean, they're talking about their stuff and they want to know about yours and it's okay. Um, It's just so powerful to see that. And they do have that sense of self-awareness. I think they're not just plunging through and onto the next thing. They're, you know, taking a moment to really share and connect on a much deeper level. And it just so impresses me because, you know, sometimes I would think maybe it wouldn't be politically correct for them to say some of those things. And yet they go there and they have the courage to. And here's what I think is the difference. I talk about this a lot. The difference between self-awareness and self-discovery. So self, so think about it this way. Self-awareness for me is about an inventory taking. Hey, here's my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. It's a cognitive exercise. 
Self-discovery is when leaders start to say, yeah, this is what I know about myself. This is my story. And this is how I'm going to double down on transformation. So self-discovery is about transformation and change. Self-awareness is only about information. And we want transformation in our lives, right? So we can be our true selves. And I think, I think that's where the magic really happens is when we say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to live more courageously and fully. But the trick is, you know, that's a really hard thing to do, especially when you're successful at what you've been doing. You know, that's a question for you, the coach, you know, how do you do that? I mean, you can be honest with yourself and, you know, I think we're all victims to some degree of our success. How do you then step into that uncertainty? That's the issue, that uncertainty. And as you said, but in the very beginning, you alluded to the fact that the more we know, the more we don't know. And honestly, we're not in control of anything. There is no certainty in this life. And that we're living day to day, one day at a time, with a tremendous amount of uncertainty. And how do we show up with hope and optimism in that? And I think that's where our work is. Um, that's the hardest thing of all, right? Acknowledging that every single day. And, you know, when you get to a certain point, like you lose people you love, you know, marriages fail and whatever it is, and you have to confront the fact that there is that uncertainty. Um, and yet you have to move forward. And as you said, to be positive and ah, it's, it's not easy. I wrestle with it all the time. And it's, you know, the higher power or whatever. I think if, you know, people who have deep, deep faith, um, I admire that. I think that brings a lot of strength. That's a hard one because Look, I grew up with um, my father, totally self-made, highly successful doctor, um, very poor growing up. And he believed very strongly that 100% of anything you can accomplish, you will through your own determination and your own, you know, and that was that work ethic. Um, so at what point do you let go and turn it over and say, okay, I put it out there. Let's just, let's see what happens. And it's not a one and done. It's not like, oh, good, I learned how to let go. Now I'm done. It's it's like, yeah. let go, rinse, repeat, let go again, go deeper, let go again. And then we go back to the beginning of the conversation, which is it's really not that important because the thing is, the focus is between, right, between here and there. So if we go back to that, I think maybe it makes it easier. Right, because how many times have I spoken with big executives the top of their game, they just closed a deal, for instance, that has more zeros than you can even imagine attached to it, and they're on to the next thing. They can't even pause to be in this here and now or in the middle or in the in-between. To celebrate it. Right, to celebrate it and to be present to it. We have just a couple of minutes, and I want to give our audience a chance to hear from you about one last question that I ask everyone, and then also to talk a little bit about where people can find you. So first question, for whom would you like to save a seat at this table and why? Who would you like to have a really deep, connected conversation with? Well, I once interviewed years and years ago, Marianne Williamson. Um, she's wonderful. She 
one of the things she said that I always remember is that we all have experienced happiness. You know, we know what that's like. And now what we want is to create a life where we have more of that. Um, and she talks about, you know, that power of the universe, just how powerful that there is something that connects us all and that makes the flowers blossom every day. And, you know, that energy, the sun rising and synchronicity, I would love to hear more from her. Mm, yeah, so would I for sure. Okay. Where can our where can our listeners find you, Cynthia? Where do you want people to come and learn more about what you do and who you are? Uh, they can find us at littlepinkbook.com. And we always share great editorial. We just did a great um, series on self-advocacy. We did a seminar on dealing with sensitive issues, talking about race and gender in the workplace. Um, we hold events, and most of that information will be on the website. The next big event will be the Fall Empowerment event on October 18th, finally in person again, and live but it'll be great. And your events are, I can speak from firsthand experience, just really an inspiring, energizing time of connection and um, self-discovery. So thank you for all thank that you. you do for all of us and for joining us at the table today. Thanks, Cynthia. We'll talk soon. Anytime. Thanks, Karen. Your listening means so much, so please hit the subscribe button and join us for the next episode. To tune into the power of connection and transform your life at home and at work, please also get my book, The Connected Leader. It is available on Amazon and all online book retailers. And visit our page, connectedleaderbook.com. Stay connected. <laughs>